listeners and viewers to another week of Education, the Teacher Talking Terror podcast, where Mike and Courtney are here to cover another movie. Uh, it's what it is. It's a movie. Um, it's not scary. It is horror, I guess. Uh, but it is here based on a... Uh, I, recommendations, not even... Request is more the word. It's here on a request. It wasn't really recommended to us, but we had a... Um, we had a YouTube comment on our Night of the Living Dead episode asking if we would cover the Omega Man because the the commenter had watched it a lot as a kid with his dad and it's like and it and it it fills a niche. Um, but we're here to watch the Omega Man and cover that today. Omega Man based on the Richard Matheson novel I Am Legend. Um, this one's starring Charlton Heston. Uh, I'm I'm not I'm. I'm going to go out on a limb and say I've seen more Charlton Heston movies than you have. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just not a Charlton Heston fan. Maybe I need to see more, but he's a very famous and very accomplished actor. He's just never really done it for me. Um, just never has. So, oh well. But we are here to cover... The Omega Man, um, the second of three re or film adaptations of the I Am Legend novel. The first being a, an extremely campy um, Vincent Price movie, Last Man on Earth. This being the second, and Will Smith's I Am Legend, probably easily being the most like yeah horror. I don't want to call it horrific because it's not scary, but based in horror elements. This one was here <laughs> uh, yeah it's here um, if if you're not familiar with the story of I am legend um, it and this this in or this case uh, takes place in like 1977 with our main character uh, Robert Neville who believes he is the only survivor of a um, like biological war. Yeah. Now, um, <laughs> next week, regardless of what we watch, we have to break this streak. This is literally our fourth straight movie where some sort of governmental biological chemical has caused havoc. Yeah. Night of the Living Dead, <laughs> Return of the Living Dead, The Crazies last week, and now I, The Omega Man. It's like, is this it's, a sign? Like, it's four you straight know. weeks of <laughs> biological warfare. Oh, yeah, we got to break the streak for next maybe, week. For sure. Maybe all the haze in the air is not from the Canadian. <laughs> Wildfires. Maybe this is a, a sign that, like, we're being poisoned. Yeah, it's Canadian biological warfare. They're uh -huh. just doing it really nicely, <laughs> very politely. These Canadians. Um, but yeah, so yeah, there's been this biological warfare, and it has wiped out virtually everyone. We'll call it everyone. Yeah. Because uh, right now we're at the we're at the point of view of Mr. Neville who is an army colonel and also a science of a scientist of medicine, I guess. Yeah. Um, he's, he's a man he, of all trades. 
he could do well you have to in the apocalypse like this you gotta be able to <laughs> yeah. do it all um but he's been developing a vaccine that right i i don't know how like he sensed the plague was coming but anyway he I injects know. himself with, he injects himself with this vaccine and voila he's immune fast forward two years to 1977 where he believes he's the only survivor the only immune yeah let me rephrase that the only survivor that is like immune to the plague because there is and this is this is where each adaptation of the novel shifts a little bit there is a group of survivors but they are plague victims who didn't die um, and they have really, and this is very, this movie came out in 71. So we're looking at a late sixties, early seventies, like counterculture kind of thing where really the, I believe the message our director is trying to put through is we shouldn't be overly materialistic okay. because the, the family that, that they call themselves the yeah. black cloaked albino plague survivors, um, they are like anti-establishment. They are anti-materialism, anti-electricity, anti-computers. Um, and whereas Robert Neville is, of course, driving a car. And blah, yeah. Blah, blah. I will say, though, that as goofy as this movie is, these first, like, 20 minutes or so are pretty solid. Mm-hmm. I'm, I did enjoy uh, the first 20 minutes as, you know, Neville's driving around Los Angeles, which is just completely empty. Like, I, I always, I always get a, a really, like, how do I want to phrase it? Like, an appreciation for filmmakers where they can figure out ways to just, like, shut things down. Yeah. Like, like, how did you get Los Angeles to be empty? Because you know? for any of you listening, because I know you've been to L.A., right? Yeah. And I've been to L.A. Like, it is, it's sardines all the time. Mm -hmm. It mm -hmm. doesn't matter yeah. if it's 110 degrees or cold. Like, it's sardines all the time, I feel like. Now, to be fair, this is downtown L.A. Yeah. Which, um... L.A. is a very sprawl... Like, Los Angeles is an extremely sprawling city with really a pretty small like downtown sized skyscraper-ish portion. Yeah. Um, because of the earthquake fault lines, they built Los Angeles short and wide as opposed to tall, like New York or Chicago. Um, and so LA is massive, but this air, this takes place in like the downtown big areas, which really are not, it's more like business district type. Yeah. But this first 20 minutes where uh, Robert's, I keep calling him Rob, we'll call him Neville, because I'm not, I don't know him, I probably shouldn't refer to him on a first name basis, where Neville is borderline, not insane, but just two years of of being alone. Yeah, obviously he is. To him. He, he yeah. talks to himself constantly. Um, he basically goes out about his day and does whatever he wants to do during the day, but he needs to make sure he's back home by dark because that's when they come out. 
That's when the family comes out. And he goes and sees a movie, goes and sees Woodstock um, for probably the hundredth time. Yeah. Because um, like, like you mentioned earlier, he, he's kind of a do-it-all kind of guy. Well, he's like carrying gasoline around to start the generators, to turn on, like he said, but knowing that it's been two years, you get the vibe that like, yeah, he probably has figured out how this works. Uh-huh. Um, so he's watching, you know, he's watching Woodstock for whatever time. I mean, he's like saying the words as they're saying the words. Like that's yeah. how many times you've seen this. I like how he walks up to it. He's like, oh, it's still up two years later. Yeah. Like it's still going. Like, yeah, bud, who's going to change it? Right. And it's like, dude, um, I know that's not the only theater in L.A. Exactly. <laughs> Go to another theater find their film and bring it back to like even if this is the only theater you want to go to go find yeah. another film <laughs> it's not the only movie showing in Los Angeles um but yeah he comes out of the he comes out of the theater kind of late it's like it's not dusk yet but the sun is starting to go down and then like all the telephones start ringing um you know, which they're all in his mind, and he knows they're all in his mind. Uh, and so he he's racing across L.A. to get back home. Um, and it was pretty cool because he pulls into the driveway, and it's dark. And then these two hooded figures from a balcony, like, dump gasoline onto his car, drop a flame. Like, they start attacking him outside. Yeah. And I was I mean, really, the first 20 minutes of this movie were really like interesting and exciting um he fights them off because he knows martial arts <laughs> like whatever um and basically he gets himself home you know he's got he's got an armory of he's probably got what 15 versions of that machine gun yeah oh. endless bullets he, he can endless. only find one movie in LA but he can find as much ammunition <laughs> as he needs um and so, yeah, he lives in, like, the penthouse of this apartment complex and basically imprisons himself in his own home during the night. With his, wow. like, statue that has become his friend. Yeah, yeah, he's got, yeah, he's got like, this bronze statue he plays chess or checkers yeah. with or chess <laughs> with or whatever. Meanwhile, like, the family um, outside, they just, like, never, like... I'll give it's like these guys were creepy looking they were like the way that they're all just like albino and it's uh -huh. not just like like everything is white I right. mean hair yeah. their eyes everything is yeah. just pure powdery white mm -hmm. and so they that's I mean then that's kind of where they are now in the original book this plague turned them all into vampires okay um and even in the Will Smith version, they're kind of vampiric in a way, which is really their explanation for why they don't go out during the day. See, I don't remember a lot from the Will Smith. Right. Like, I remember he had a dog and his dog died. Yeah. And that was so sad. Yeah, and, it was. That was easily the saddest part of the movie. That's <laughs> like the main part I remember from it. So. Yeah. Well, and, the, and really the part, I, I've seen it a couple of different times, but the part I remember most is how bad the CGI was on <laughs> on the monsters in that one. Now, this one obviously 1971 pre-CGI uh, they're 
I think the family would have been scarier if we didn't see them so much. Yes. And that's really, for me, where the movie starts falling apart. Um, the the storyline of this is pretty simple. Neville thinks he's by himself. And he goes out and basically tries to kill as many of the family members as he can. Um, you know, and, me, and they're trying to kill him. Mm-hmm. They're trying to get him out of his apartment. Um, and when, the, when they're not hunting him down, they're trying to destroy any technology left anything about science left like they're you know that they can't stand him i mean it really is it's a difference of class it's you can almost make this somewhat of a i don't want not a racist like a a racial bias movie but more like cultural of like first world third world kind of thing yeah you know the the family wants to go back to just simplicity Mm-hmm. And because and, they're blaming like all of technology, like that's what made this war. That's right. why we're like this. So right. it's like, let's go back to the better days. Yeah, exactly. Meanwhile, Neville doesn't really ever have anything to fear. Like he goes out during the day, he talks to himself. <laughs> Despite the fact how many times he goes clothes shopping. I know. He never has a shirt on. No. Like... <laughs> Charlton Heston refuses to wear a shirt. Like, you can film me in any clothing store you want, but I'm not wearing clothes. They slow um, him down. Yeah, he he spends an insane amount of time topless <laughs> in this movie. Um, and, I mean, and, and he's he's a handsome guy. And I know that's what they're building it off of, is he's, he's kind of defined and... He, He's got his muscle tone, and he's yeah. very, again, very popular actor in this in this it's era. Just, it's some about his teeth that get yeah, me. Yeah, he's just got a very big mouth. And I like big mouths, but his teeth just look rotted. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, like you just physically cannot control that. Right. Like, I get it, but yeah, he wouldn't be a bad looking guy if his mouth were a little bit nicer. I, yeah, I and I just I feel like. I don't know. Like when he he just has that smile and look in his eye, like that combo makes it almost look like he's got other things in mind. Yeah. Like he's just, you know, it just comes off as if I could get you alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and he's not listening to the show, so I really don't know. No. <laughs> um, and so, you know, th- there's this cat and mouse back and forth between Neville and the family. He doesn't know where they're staying, so therefore he can't find them and kill them while they sleep. But they know where he's staying, but because of all of his technology, he they can't get to him. Right. Um, one day he is at a surprise, a clothing <laughs> store. Yeah. Um, and he spots a woman. Like, she she happens to be there at the same time. She is pretending to be a mannequin. Not a very good job pretending no. to be a mannequin. <laughs> um, but she takes off. Uh, and so he's chasing her outside. And he eventually just, I must have hallucinated that. Because mm-hmm. she just kind of, you know. Disappeared, disappeared, kind of. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so he kind of goes on this mission of, you know, I, I'm hallucinating. I got to kill the family. Um, and he's got to get back to, like, his work. 
like his yeah. his work. Um, they again, this movie tries so hard, and I was entertained because I don't. I think my willingness to absorb. You'll get there, maybe. As just a, as just an overall film fan, like I'm like, okay, this movie's not scary. It's kind of hokey, but let's go ahead and see where it goes. Yeah, I think I'm kind of like that, just because like I'm easily entertained, right? And so I'm like, okay, like this to me is like a, it's just easy. It's, yeah, you know, yeah. it's just here. It's on. I'll yeah. watch it. Right, and and that's that's how I, I that's how I that's the approach I took as well. Yeah. After that first 20 minutes and then when I started <laughs> showing the family all the time, I yeah. was like, this is a drama now. Yes. <laughs> like at the beginning it felt like there's some intensity to this. And then he met her and then they captured him. That's where we're at now. Yes. They captured him and put him on trial. Yeah, they're now in court. <laughs> yeah, and it's like <laughs> you know, we 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 meet officially the family's leader Matthias. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting because we saw him very early in the movie. Mm-hmm. Did you recognize him? No, no, I didn't. But he, he was the anchorman. Or yeah, whatever. well, that's what yeah, I meant. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. that's what I meant. Like, I thought you were saying like from another movie. I'm like, no, 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 no. you know, I'm not good at that. No, I know you're not. <laughs> but no, like pre, um, like pre plague, he yeah. was the the anchorman on TV. So they sentenced him to death. They're going to burn him at the stake at Dodger Stadium because we're in L.A. And Lisa, who turns out she's the woman from before from the clothing store, um, she and another guy, Dutch, rescue him. On And then we've got what seems to be like a 45-minute motorcycle chase yeah. scene in Dodger Stadium where they just drive their motorcycle. It's like, all right, all right when we call action... Uh, Charlton <laughs> Heston's stunt double who looks nothing like Charlton Heston. <laughs> uh, we're going to put you on the motorcycle and you just drive and then everybody in cloaks just jump out of the way. Like for 45, no, it's not 45 minutes, but it was long. Yeah. Um, turns out Dutch is, well, Lisa and Dutch have, there's another, there's like a full group of survivors. Yeah, there's a, co- a whole community of them, yeah. but they're all young. Yeah, like nobody makes it past 30. Yeah. Because they all get sick, you know. But because they're so young, they all have some sort of like resistance to the disease. Like, because basically what it boils down to is everybody has the disease. And it's just a matter of time before it overtakes you. Yeah. And so um, Neville's like, "Uh -uh." (laughs) uh-uh. Like... I'm immune. Yeah. Dutch, thankfully, is like, well, I'm a former medical student, so I can have these conversations with you, and they'll make sense. Mm-hmm. So Neville's like, I developed a vaccine. Let me go get the vaccine, because um, I'm immune. So if I can take some of my blood and recreate the vaccine, um, we all can be fine. Um. Which I'm glad they kind of mentioned that because once Neville found, like once Lisa and Dutch took Neville back to this community of survivors, like with children, yeah, there was absolutely no reason for him to go back to his apartment. No, no, like, like because leave from the where family, you're at, go. the family doesn't come out that far. No, like, and there was just no, no reason, no reason at all. 
Um, but they did go the whole, I all everything I need is back in my apartment. Uh, Richie, who is Lisa's brother, uh, he's starting to succumb to the disease. Light is getting very irritating to him. Excuse me. Ugh, bored talking about it. Usually it's me, Yanni. I know. <laughs> um, so it's like, you know, Richie's, his, I mean, his eyes have changed. Like, mm-hmm. he's going to become a family member. So they head back into the city. Um, this, this movie. They head, they head back into the city to get the supplies to make the, you know, the vaccine. But not before, you know, we get a, a romantic, romantic evening. evening. Yes. It's like come Lisa Neville. It's like come on. <laughs> I mean, Lisa, she she's a beautiful woman. Don't get me she wrong. She is. And but she's also lived at this in this community. You know, there's people there. But he's he's been by himself for two years. I understand that, but it's like if she needed to to get with yes. somebody, Dutch is right there. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe Dutch is boring. Like maybe this is a she's... thank you for helping us out. <laughs> yes, because she has. Yeah, and he. I mean, Neville's like totally infatuated with her. Like, I. But granted, I mean, he's been alone for two years. Yes, yeah, so... the first living woman he's yes. seen. I'd be infatuated too, probably. Yeah, and but... which is, which is, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that this was an interracial relationship yeah. because I think it just elevates the desperation, and I don't mm-hmm. mean that in a in a cultural way, but just you know, 1971. I was gonna say based off when the movie was made. Yeah, that's really that's a really strong statement to make, and and I think it's being made in like, hey, look. She she's like literally the last woman on earth. Yeah, you know, um, you know Charlton Heston as he he was the president of the NRA for a very long time. Charlton Heston is an extremely staunch Republican um, to where you just look at this and you're like, good for you, Chuck. Mm-hmm. You know, like because this is probably not something you were comfortable with as you got older. Yeah, um, and so. You know, but for me, the timing was off. It's like, my brother, he's got the disease. We need to fix him. Well, first. <laughs> Let's have a date night. Yeah. Uh, well, it just so happens to be the wrong night to do this because um, Neville was so excited to be with a woman that he forgot to refuel the generator. The lights go out, so he has to go downstairs um to refuel the generator at the same time that the family happens to attack neville's place um matthias's like right hand man brother zachary uh you know so yeah it's 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 kind of a tense scene here but you're not really worried about anybody i wasn't anyway neville goes downstairs lisa's upstairs um neville comes back upstairs to find zachary up there with you know sneaking up on Lisa. Of course, he pulls a gun. Lisa does the whole, no, Robert, don't. And uh-huh. shoots, you know, shoots Zachary dead. He falls off the balcony. It fell on a spear. Kind of a graphic scene for yeah. this movie. Um, so it's like, oh, just a minor scare. They leave the city. They go live in the wilderness. They're just like, the family, we're going to leave him to die. Yeah. You know, Neville cures Richie. 
good for Richie. Yeah, him and Richie kind of have a little like dispute of like mm-hmm. Richie's like, well, if you could heal me, then you could heal them, and Neville's like, no, like they're animals, like right. we're not. They're- I really, I liked that dynamic of Richie yeah. being like, hey. You know, and but of course Neville's got such hatred. Like, nope, yeah. they're too far gone. You're right. Like they're animals. Yeah. Nope. And so meanwhile, like Lisa's going shopping for some things. Um Richie goes to talk to the family and right. Neville heads heads out. Um and then we it kind of flashes forward to I feel like kind of the in like the last like yeah. act or whatever. We're in, yeah, we're in the last act too. Um where like the family has now killed Richie because yeah. Well, yeah, and Neville wasn't wrong. I don't right. think he did I don't think he did a good job explaining it to Richie. Like right. Richie was admirable in his approach. Like you you cured me, you can cure them. You know, but like Neville left I mean he just he just kept bashing them and insulting them. Yeah. But what he really needed to explain to Richie was they don't want to be saved. Right, like, like this. This is how they want to be now, and like yeah. they don't want any modern technology right. or science. They don't science. want medicine. They're not going to take the serum. Yeah, but there's just too much hate. Which yeah. again, I I get where Neville's coming from. They've been trying to kill him for two years. Mm-hmm. You know that that that's a Hatfield McCoy. Yeah. You know that's never going to resolve itself. No. But yeah, you're right. They kill Richie. And they're out walking, like doing their little parade chant type. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we see that Lisa has now turned. Yeah, I saw that coming. I can't yeah. say that I saw it coming really early, but when it's now nighttime and she's still walking around yeah. with with her hair covered in a scarf and big giant sunglasses on mm-hmm. as soon as she peeled them off I'm like she's turned like well and somebody like I feel like she kind of took the place in, in like I am legend of the dog yeah like you know like this was Neville's I mean like right. lover whatever oh, yeah. so yeah it, of course it fits that she has to go be part right. of the family yeah and they did explain earlier that you know the speed of the plague chain is different. Yes. Like with Richie, it was kind of slow, but they even comment it like for some people, it happens really quickly. And yeah. so obviously like with Lisa, minutes. it did because yeah. she went shopping and then like 20 minutes later, she's an albino. <laughs> she's, yeah. Um, so she heads off to be with the family. And um, this is where. Neville is like he comes home returns home and he's like Lisa Lisa like you know about Richie and she's just like yeah I know like Matthias told me and he's pretty much ambushed by all of the family in his apartment yeah which I mean good for them like I mean they one of these two were gonna win yes you know uh, yeah, so he decides he's going to take Lisa because he knows he's got a vaccine. He knows he could cure her. Mm-hmm. So he's going to take her um, and go save himself. You know, save, yeah. basically. Yeah, once they're out. Yeah, ten once minutes, they're, ten yeah. minutes until sunrise. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, yeah, that's important. 
Now, yeah. at no point have we discovered that these people like engulf in flames or anything. No. They just don't like the bright light. Yeah. But we got 10 minutes. Uh -huh. um, so he's down at street level with Lisa. Math Matthias and the family are upstairs. He pulls a gun. And the, for the first time in this movie, it's Yeah, this part fire. annoyed me. Because yeah. I'm like, seriously, like, of all the times that he has shot this gun, just like... Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, it jams up now when he right. really, truly needs it. Okay, yeah. whatever. Matthias uh, picks up the spear that Brother Zachary had left on the balcony perfectly like oh. a, a Olympic javelin thrower. Yeah, like there's no breeze or anything to no, cut this. No, he just, this is a, no, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be so judgmental. This is a former television anchorman. <laughs> he just picks yeah. it up and chucks it like, yeah. this is what I do now. I'm a, you must get I, superpowers or yeah, something. Yeah, I throw this. With the uh, gets him right in the chest. Um, Dutch and the rest of the crew, the survivors, they show up late. Now, this could have been a half hour later for all yeah. of them. The sun's up. It's blazing hot. Um, they show up. They see Neville dying in a fountain. Like, he had, like, fallen into a fountain. Yeah. Um, he does hand Dutch the final flask of the serum. Uh, and then he dies. Um, Lisa's still there because she's cloaked. Yeah. You know, because the family carries extra cloaks. Yep. Um, Just join us. <laughs> right, come on in. So he, Dutch takes Lisa, and they go away and leave the city forever. Not before we get probably the most aggravating shot of this movie as the camera pans back and Charlton Heston is laying in an exact Jesus pose mm -hmm. right there in the fountain. It's like, yeah. come on. <sighs> uh. There's heavy-handed, and then there's crap like this. Yeah. Now, one issue I have with this movie... It, I've not read the book, but I know enough about the storyline. The reason why um, the the reason why the book is called I Am Legend is, and they never explicitly state it here, nor do they do it in the Will Smith version, is in this no, it it in this environment, this post plague apocalyptic environment. Really, Robert Neville's the bad guy. And that's how it's played up in the novel as well. And they don't mention it here at all because we've got Charlton Heston as our star. He's got to be the good guy. But when you look at it, um, Neville's the one doing all the killing. Yeah. And so really this I Am Legend, the storyline is almost, a, it's almost the boogeyman story told from the point of view of the boogeyman. Okay. If you look at the, because again, in the original, they were vampire type. Yeah. But we'll call like, but if you look at the family, Neville is the boogeyman. Mm -hmm. Like he's trying to get them. He's trying to kill them. He's trying, like he's trying to find where they sleep. So I mean, it's like they're afraid of him. Yeah. Um, but the way that they play this is like they put us in his position. To be almost appreciative. And the same thing goes for I Am Legend, too, with Will Smith. It's like, though, like, the the group of monsters in that, like, they have relationships. They have, 
you know, like they've bonded and they're just trying to survive. Yeah. Meanwhile, they've got this gun-toting, car-driving savior, mm-hmm. but it's like they don't need saved. And even here with with Matthias, they're content in their family. What yeah. they're doing is what they want to do. It's Neville that is trying to blow everything up because it because they're different. Yeah. You know, he wants to live the way he used to be, but it's like he's the one that's immune. And so he's he's the holdout. And so it's a really interesting take if you if you look at the movie from that perspective, it's like we're watching it as if we're supposed to side with Neville, but in reality, he's the one attacking them. Yes, they yeah. attack him at the beginning and yes, they come after him all the time, but that's more in retaliation. Yeah. For what for what he is. He's the bad guy. And uh so it really bothers me when they leave the final pose as him in like the Jesus pose uh-huh. as like that's right folks, Charlton Heston saved humanity. Like yeah. whatever. Whatever. Um so that's that's the Omega Man from nineteen seventy one. Yep. I have seen worse. I mean, oh, it moved, yeah, it, it is moved not, right It is along. not the worst movie. No. <laughs> like, it moves right along. Yeah, so. that's... I, yeah, I will give the movie credit. It clips right along. I really mm-hmm. like the design of the family. I like that, like, just albino look to them. Yeah. Um, and it's not even, like... Like, they weren't, like, white. They were, like, powder. Yeah, like, like they, ashy. Yes. Like, yeah. they weren't, like, albino white. Like, they were, like super white yeah and i and i like that they did that because they very easily could have just white faced the black actors and left but but no they went all out they did and so i i'm i'm respectful that they did that race was not an issue here like no there was not one mention of lisa being black or i mean as a viewer we obviously could tell that brother zachary was was a black man but um it didn't matter no. And so I really like that because this, while made in 71 and set in 77, it's not futuristic. No. Like, it just, it still took place in the 70s. Um, so, yeah, there are there are a lot of things I liked about this movie. Um, but it just, to be like, oh, we're going to watch another scary movie. Eh, we didn't. Like, <laughs> not even close. But it definitely does fall into, um, it's probably more of an action film than it is a Yeah. Film. Yeah. You know, it but, makes but, me want to watch I Am Legend again, yeah, though. But, and but that's the, one of Casey's favorites. So. It, it is a good one. Uh, but the premise of the movie is still horrific. Yeah. And that's kind of, like, the 70s did a lot of that. Um, Charlton Heston, a couple years later, was in a science fiction movie called Soylent Green. Um, and again, again, this movie's 50 years old, so not a big deal. Well, <laughs> there, but it takes place in 2022, and there is this worldwide shortage of food and housing. Okay. Um, and a company called um, Soylent Green, it's, um, they have basically invented, right? Um, poor people are drinking like water from like like water fountains and they eat these wafers 
there's uh, Soylent Red, Soylent Yellow, and then the best of them, Soylent Green. Well, the big synopsis at the end, Charlton Heston plays, um, he plays the, he plays a detective. And what they find out is, upon investigating, is that Soylent Green is people. Okay. Like they are harvesting, like they're killing people, harvesting them into food, and then feeding that back to the poor. And so that's kind of the big Soylent Green is people. Like, again, her, absolutely horrific. Yeah. But it's not a horror film. It's science fiction. And so it's, you know, there's a lot of movies in the 70s that kind of that kind of play in there. Um, same with, even in the, I think it was the 60s, uh, with Charlton Heston, you know, he was really big in um, the Planet of the Apes movies. Yeah, which was late 60s, Planet of yeah. the Apes. But um, I've only seen the remakes of those, I think. Right, but again, same kind of premise yeah. of like, it's an absolutely horrific premise, mm-hmm. but it's not a scary movie. Right. Um, and, and this one isn't either. Uh, so what do you want to give it as a grade then? You know, I, like, it moved along quickly. Mm-hmm. It had enough of the little suspenseful, uh, like you had mentioned when we were talking, when he was refueling up the generator, like the music going along, and it's like, yeah. he's moving quickly, brothers walking or climbing up the wall. I'm going to give it a B minus, just okay. because I didn't, I mean, I didn't dislike it. Like, it's not what I would go to for a quote-unquote scary movie. Right. But it did, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't terrible. Like, it was an easy watch. I'm, okay. I'm, I, honestly, I figured we'd come in today and be like, that movie was awful. <laughs> I really did. I was expecting because one, it's old, you know. Yeah. Two, you know. Two, it's 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 just not scary. Like I really was. I really figured you'd come in and be like, "Yep, that was terrible." I surprised, it, yeah. <laughs> you did. It's one, it's one of the oldest movies we've covered yet. Yeah. So I really was like, "Oh, she's gonna hate this," especially after I watched it and I knew you hadn't. I was like, "Oh man." <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna give it a C. Um, okay. It it was fine. Like once I shifted my not expectation, but once I shifted yes. my experience from like um, I haven't seen this movie, I've heard of it, I know the story. Um, I'm just gonna watch it. That tw- first 20 minutes was great. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like that. But like I mentioned earlier, the more they showed the family, the more it shifted from horror to more drama action. Yeah. Because it was, it, it wasn't a survival movie. It was more of a, we've got to get the vaccine and we've got, it's like, it it just, it shifted. Last week's movie, in some way, you know, The Crazies, in some ways, very similar story. Mm-hmm. Only that movie was a lot scarier. Like, yeah. they played it up for horror. This one was just, Neville. And <laughs> yeah. that was about as scary as it got. Um but that's all right. Like, I'd give it a C. Like I said, not the worst movie I've seen. Not the best movie I've seen. Just fine. It was fine. Yeah. You know, it was fine. It was just there. Like, yeah. just... I'm glad I watched it. And now I can say I've seen The Omega Man. Yeah. Um, any takeaways? We got to get our teacher brains back on. I know. <laughs> um, no. No? Not really. Makes me kind of wonder, like, should I not go outside with all of this? Oh, oh well, I'll just smoke. <laughs> Uh, I guess one takeaway I'll take, uh, and I kind of mentioned it earlier, even though this movie takes place in like a post-apocalyptic environment, um, 
differences don't matter. True. You know, don't don't let don't let race and culture be a difference maker now because it doesn't matter. Like we saw Neville and Lisa have a romantic um, relationship, and yes, he was an older white man and she was a younger than him, you know, uh, black lady. And the movie didn't pay any attention to it whatsoever. Because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like, um, it, it's going to matter more to other people than it does to you. And just be true to yourself. I'm not saying, you know, that you have to like a certain thing or accept a certain thing. But if you don't, just keep it in your head. Yeah. Because it's okay. Like, we just had a talk. Um, well, we went, uh, this past weekend was my son's birthday. And so we were over at the mall because he got some birthday money and he wanted to buy a basketball jersey. Uh, and we happened to go across Build-A-Bear and we thought, he's never, like, my daughter's made several Build-A-Bears. He's never made one. And with it being his birthday, we know that they have a pay your age um, feature to where if it's your birthday, they have a specific birthday bear, but you just pay however old you are. That's awesome. Yeah. And so it really benefits more for like two and three year olds, of course. Yeah. Uh, but he saved five bucks. Um, but we let we let Ella get, uh, there was a frog she had her eye on. Well, with her birthday being Christmas Eve, we she can never go on her birthday. Yeah. And so we're like, uh, let's go ahead and get her one, you know, just because we're here. Um, and so she got a cute little frog and she bought a pair of rainbow shorts and a shirt for it that says love is love. Now, Ella is extremely, like, she loves rainbows. Loves the rainbow pattern. And at the same time, like, isn't, isn't like, old enough to, like, think about relationships yet. Yeah. Like, she's aware of them. But so she was asking, you know, my wife, she's like, well, what does that mean? And she just told her, she's like, eh, sometimes boys like boys and girls like girls and boys like girls and girls like boys. And it's okay. Yeah. You know, like just whatever, because everybody deserves to be happy and just whatever. And so it was, it was a nice little like grown up conversation. And at the same time, it's like, and I hope that that's how my kids continue to perceive it as yeah. like, who cares? You know? Um, and so the same thing with this movie, with this lesson, it doesn't matter. You know, it, it doesn't matter. And so, um, you know, anymore, it's, I feel like, we as a people take several steps forward in acceptance while some people continue to just continue taking steps backwards. Oh yeah. Uh, and so I was glad to see for a movie that's 52 years old that they put Charlton Heston and um, what was her name? Rosalind Cash. Uh, and it's like, hey, you guys just have a relationship and we're not yeah. going to pay any attention to your color. Just go do it. So... Um, and another nice little thing is uh, you saw way more topless Charlton Heston than you did topless <laughs> Rosalind Cash. So I know. The roles were, like, reversed here. I like. was almost, like, honestly, <laughs> I, I was bummed out when they had her topless. <laughs> I, I was just because it's like the movie didn't need it. Yeah. You know, it did nothing to move the plot forward. We're not stupid. We saw where this is going. Mm -hmm. But I felt like, you know, our director's like, well... 
go ahead and take your top off. You know, I just scary movie. Go ahead. Yeah, because she wasn't even like facing the camera. It was still like in shadow, and I'm like, mm -hmm. it was completely useless. I was, I was kind of bummed. Like, <laughs> you don't need. To. Besides, it's like there's enough Charlton Heston chest hair in yeah. this movie, you know, to to make a rug out of. Like, we don't. But whatever. It's I can't go back 52 years and change their mind. So, um, so with that being this week's movie we don't I don't think our plan for next week especially with the kids being at camp this week because we talked about watching Scream 4 yes but Ella's going to be at camp all week so I don't think we're going to have a chance to watch Scream 4 prior to the weekend I don't know what your plans for the rest of the week are but I don't have kids all week long um yeah, I don't either, I guess. So if you <laughs> want, if you want, we can go ahead and um, if you have one in mind or we can shuffle. I do. You do? I do. I came across another TikTok, okay? Okay, perfect. Um, and We're I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be good or not, but this girl, I, uh, I just pulled it up. Uh -huh. She saved it because she said that it was just like, very creepy to her. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I do have another one. What are we watching? Um, let me go to the... It's called Talk To Me. Talk To Me. Okay. Oh, wait. Maybe it's the one coming out. I mean, the the film looked kind of creepy. Or like the label. Alright, yeah, I got me. a hand coming out. It came out last year. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we can do that. I, well, actually, they made it last year. It releases July 28th. Okay. That's, I was like, it says only in theaters July 28th. So, yeah. all right. That's that's out of the loop then for right now. Oh, sorry. We'll have to wait till after fair week, I guess. I guess so. But I do want to put that on the list. Yes, for the sure. Yeah, keep that. I, we we will watch that for sure. Okay, I don't have now that others, I'm kind of but... watching the trailer a little bit, yeah, I've seen stuff on this and I've heard good things about it. Okay. Um, idea. We are now how how many episodes in? We are at, we're closing in on a year's worth of episodes. Yeah. And we've not covered a single vampire movie yet. No, we have not. So do you want do you want to break the ice and just get a vampire Let's do movie it. in? Yeah. All right, let me find one that I that I want to watch with you. Like, there's <clears throat> there's a lot of good ones, but I want it to be like a vampire movie. I think you'll like. Okay. Let's see. I'm scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Um, I know you would like that one because it fits right in that wheelhouse of like the crazies, but. Uh, yeah, I think we're going to go to the 80s on this one. Okay. We're going to go to the 80s. I think we should watch The Lost Boys. Okay. I think we're going to watch The Lost Boys for next week. That will be your first vampire movie. Yeah, because seriously, the only vampire movies I've seen are Twilight, so... Yeah. I am is, legend technically qualified. Yep. A vampire in that because no, no, because he so looks like a vampire. He's not this picture. 
Corey Feldman is not a vampire in this movie. You got Corey Haim, Corey Feldman, uh, Kiefer Sutherland. What is he in? Kiefer Sutherland. um, He's been in a lot of stuff. He was in Twenty Four, the TV show. He was in Designated Survivor. That's what I've seen him in. Yeah, I wasn't gonna say that one. Uh, I love it. But yeah, so yeah, I think we are. We're going to uh, introduce you to the world of vampires with a lot of people. This is their favorite vampire movie. Okay. A lot of people. Um, It's not my favorite vampire movie because I'm 43 years old and I don't really rank my favorites. Um, (laughs) But it is it is a fun one. Like I really like this movie, and it's 80s which means practical effects. So everything in this movie, none of it's CGI, which is still a lot of fun. Yeah. But yeah, so we will we will introduce you to the world of vampires with The Lost Boys. Okay. The Lost Boys. Um, but yeah, we could do vampire movies all day long because <laughs> there's a lot of good ones. But we're going to watch The Lost Boys. I want to make sure I have it. course i have it yep um the one that i was hesitant about recommending which i definitely think you should watch i just don't think it should be your first vampire movie is a uh, night or 2007 movie called 30 days of night based on a graphic novel this movie the premise of this movie is really sweet um you've got a cop and his wife up in an alaskan town where it's one of those towns where like on a certain date, like the sun doesn't rise for another 30 days, which is, which happens like that's yeah. the thing. Well, a lot of people leave the town, but enough people stay back to keep it alive. Well, there's this pack of vampires that basically travel along waiting for this like 30 day eclipse. And when vampires can only come out at night, what do you do in a town where it's, night for an entire month yeah and so there's it's a it's a really good movie in that they can't get away like it's almost reversed of like the humans have to hide all the time because the vampires are out after them uh but we're gonna watch the lost boys oh i might even watch that this afternoon (laughs) so if you're up for getting that knocked out this week while my kids are at camp i'm all for it because i need something to do so well, do you have anything before we sign off? No, just if you are a teacher, enjoy. I feel like summer's coming in so quickly. Like we got, a, we got less is, than a month left. I know, and I'm I'm one of those that I'm like, all right, June is enough for me. Like, let's get back to school in July, mm. just because I get bored. I yeah. don't have kids, right? So um, it's just like eh. it's been a very busy summer thus far. But now my son's yeah. birthday's done. I think it'll slow down. So. Yeah, I know. I'm like, oh, we can film every whenever we want. And then it's like, no, I got something this day and this day and this hour of this day. Right. So, yeah. but No, I'm pretty wide open from here on. So I know we talked like, like oh, summer's going to hit. We're going to crank out so many episodes. <laughs> and now it's like, hey, it's been two weeks, guys. Sorry. but <laughs> It's been so busy. I know my plans have all but are all but done now. I've been on vacation. I've got my birthdays out of the way. So here we go. All right, well, if you don't have anything more than that, I'm going to say the same thing. Enjoy what's left of your summer, folks. And if you are a nine-to-fiver, 
hopefully you can uh, put in an episode on your way to or from work yeah. because that's what we're here for. We're here for <laughs> you. So uh, for another episode of Digication, I'm Mike. And I'm Courtney. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye.